This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. She is a relationship photographer, creative journal expressive arts coach, and host of the Life Picks Relationships Podcast. After observing, listening, and connecting with so many couples, ST is on a mission to find out what makes relationships work, how they can become extraordinary, and is here to help as many couples as possible. ST, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. I am so excited to be here. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I got to ask this right at the top because I know the answer, but I want you to share it with the audience. Your name on the podcast artwork here and the title of this podcast is the letter S and the letter T. Now, someone's going to say, what's up with the S and the T? So what's the background behind that? Yeah, it's not Saint or Street. (laughs) (laughs) So my name is Esty, like E-S-T-Y. And when I was in school, I decided that a four-letter name was too long for me to have to write on top of every single one of my papers. So I cut it down to just S and T. It's pronounced the same, so I might as well do it. So yeah, ever since then, it stuck. And now everyone knows me as Esty. Is that your legal name or is that this name you use on social media and podcasting, stuff like that? No, it's not. Well, Esty? Yes. I mean, no, the S and the T. No, that's not my legal name. No. <laughs> well, some people, some people change it. I remember there's a player in the National Football League, and he actually changed his first name to Ha Ha, like Ha Ha. It's funny, like H A space H A. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Hi, my name is Ha Ha. Are you serious? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm serious. But he changed his name to Ha Ha. Ha Ha. What's his purpose? And like, what did he? What was his reason? And Ha Ha. Well, I don't know, but I know his name is Ha Ha Clinton Dixon, I think. He, I used to play for the Green Bay Packers. And when I first saw him, like, that's his name. And then the announcers are saying, yeah, he legally changed his first name to Ha Ha. Now, maybe he thinks he's funny. His friends think it's funny. But to change your name to Ha Ha, that's pretty interesting. That's why I was asking you if you changed your name from E-T-S-Y to S-T. But you didn't. So it's just a little background information that has nothing to do with the podcast whatsoever. But I, I, I love your energy because it's not too common that guests come on my show and match my energy. I think we're going to have a great conversation today. I know we will. <laughs> I love the positivity. And so tell us a little bit. I, I read your bio as we began the show. Is there anything you wanted to share with us uh, that I didn't talk about before we get started? Do you want to hear some more stuff about me or you rather get straight? Into it? I mean, as long as it's exciting, I mean, don't tell us, you know, that you read like two books last year. I mean, if you got something exciting, yeah, go ahead and share with us. Okay. So I hated school. school. (laughs) Oh, let's start right there. (laughs) Yeah. I absolutely hated school. Maybe that's why I hated writing my name on top of so many papers. Um, (laughs) But at 16, I decided I was fed up. I took my GEDs, got my high school diploma, and I went to study in England. The year because the year they start college at 16, just how the like the ages work. So it worked really well for me. I studied for two years and then I came back to America, finished studying and worked while I was doing that. So that's interesting. And while we're speaking about photography, I rented a studio in England while I was doing photography and did photography way from before that. But I love photography. So, yeah, you know. We have a common bond with that because when I was fired from my corporate job back in 2005, the first endeavor I did in the entrepreneur world was wedding and portrait photographer. 
And I failed at it, obviously, because now I'm a productivity coach and podcast host. But I tried photography and that was just I got in just as the transition was going from film to digital. And I remember getting all this cool gear, but I my heart wasn't in it. And if your heart's not in something, you're not going to be successful at it. I just I didn't want to do it. But the one thing that came out of it was my love for speaking and training. And so I often wonder had I never gotten fired from my job, would I still be working there? Would I be one of these gray haired people, you know, drudging to work five days a week? And I, I just, I cringe when I think about that. Yeah. Sometimes the har- har- most horrible things are the ones that actually turn out really good. <laughs> but what made you interested in photography if your heart wasn't into it? Uh, you know, you're asking me to go back like 15 years and I, I think it was, well, the entrepreneurship and number two, the cool gear. I've always liked photography. Now, remember we're talking 2005. Now there wasn't like iPhones and all these really cool cameras on your phone. And you had to have these big honking 35 millimeter cameras. And I just always liked photography. I like looking at pictures, but there was a gap between seeing a gorgeous photograph and me taking it because it's not, I learned this after several years of trying to build my photography business. And you can appreciate this ST. It's not the gear. It's the eye of the photographer. I mean, can you see the shot? (laughs) And, and I didn't have that eye. I mean, I saw the pictures and I try to duplicate them, but I didn't understand F stops and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, there are people who are really good at that. And I, I think that applies to any industry, any occupation in the world. When you find your true calling, it just sings in your life. So, so true. I totally agree with that. Now, when we first had the pre-interview call to have you on the show here, you said you wanted to talk about writing with the non-dominant hand, which I found very fascinating because I'm right-handed. And if I try to write my left hand, uh, not only does it take me a very long time, but it's, it's barely legible. So why did you want to talk about writing with your, with our non-dominant hand? Cause I think it's a fascinating topic to talk about. Writing with your non-dominant hand is all about the process. It's not the outcome. So you're not going to be able to read it. It's going to take you really long all like those things that you just said. And if you write something that is really important and you want to remember, you then rewrite it with your dominant hand. What happens when you write with your non-dominant hand is you access your subconscious and emotions really quickly. You cut through all the logic, all the noise, everything that's getting in your way, and you get the answer that you are looking for. Really? I had no idea. So when we're using our dominant hand, are we more on autopilot then? Yeah. Think about how many times you wrote your name. Do you have to think about how many times, what you're writing? Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Wow. So you're suggesting, and I'm guessing you do it as well, that you try to write with a non-dominating hand as much as you can to inspire an inspiration or tap into the recesses of our subconscious mind. Is that what you're going for in this? Yeah. Right. I'm not, if I need to make a list that I'm thinking logically or something, I'm typing an email to someone that's always my dominant hand. Right. But when I want to get creative, I have creative block. I need to make a decision. I'm not sure what to do. Things are hard. There's challenging and I need more insight on something exactly that. You write with your non-dominant hand and you get your answers pretty quickly. Now, 
I know that when I spend time in meditation or spend time being quiet, I seem to be able to think more clearly. Is it the same, same thing, same concept? It's part of it. It's not just thinking more clearly. It's using different parts of your brain. And it's almost like walking in through the back door. So every time you write, your brain is thinking logically. It does the same thing every time. It has neuropaths in that way. And it does that exact same thing. But when you go and you write with your non-dominant hands, your brain has to create new neuropaths. It has to think of new things. It has to focus more specifically on the core, on the root of what you're trying to do. So that way it could go and give you the outcome. So you end up getting different answers. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out MrProductivity.com to find out how to be coached by me for less than a dollar a day, get my top five productivity tips, and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. So is this similar to, I've read articles where don't take the same route to work or to the store. Try different routes that you're not familiar with. Is it along the same vein that we're talking about here? That's also part of it. Yeah, that's like to get your brain thinking and doing different things. And that's really good just for in general, your cognitive functions. But when you need to go and solve a problem, you're not sure what to do. You need to go and tell your coworker something or your husband something and you don't know how to say that. It's not just about going a different way. It's about cutting past all the noise. We hear so many things on social media, our friends, our parents, we're reading books, we watch movies, everything is getting in our way from really being able to understand what is going on here. When you write with your non-dominant hand, it gets straight to the core. What is it? What am I trying to figure out? And it gives you the answer. Hmm. So... You're suggesting that if I am having writer's block or if I'm struggling to create a keynote or training, you're suggesting that I maybe should make some notes using my non-dominant, non why am I having trouble saying that word today? Maybe I'm using my non, my non-dominating mouth today. I don't know. But are you suggesting that if we use the non-dominating hand that it may unblock us? I just want to make sure I'm understanding. Yes, exactly. I explain that even deeper if you want. Yes, please. You know how this two sides of the brain are in charge of the two sides of the body, right? So the left side of the brain is in charge of the right side and the right side is in charge of the left side. Now, your left side of your brain is in charge of all logic stuff. So math, reading, writing, stuff like that. Your right side of your brain is in charge of more creative stuff. So music, art, drama, and it's in charge of emotions. So when you, this is like, especially for people who are righties, but it works for both. When you write with your non-dominant hands, you're writing with your left hand and you're getting direct access to that creative part uh, in your okay. brain. Okay. Now, if you're left-handed, then the right side is logic and the left side creative. Is that correct? No, the left side is still logic. That's why they say that lefties, which use much more of their right brain to go and do things, are much more creative people in general. Oh, see, I thought it flipped when you're left-handed. That's That's interesting. interesting. Yeah, but really both sides work together because let's say you are writing something creative. You need the right side of your brain to think creatively and you need your left side of your brain to form the words correctly. That's why when you're writing with your non-dominant hand and you're just trying to 
get the answers out, get past that creative block, you don't care about the grammar because every time you go and say, hey, did I spell this correctly? You're walking back into the left brain. So you try to keep as much as possible inside the right side of the brain. How did you stumble across this? Because I, I obviously you didn't create it. It's been around probably hundreds of years, I imagine. But how did you stumble across it? Yes, it's really interesting. I was doing then relationship photography. I still do relationship photography. It's where I take pictures of couples in their ultimate state of love and connection. And then we use the pick their favorite pictures as a vision board. Take up on their wall. They always see it. Trains their mind. Lets them know what they want. Now, I like vision boards. I think they're awesome. It's a really good reminder after you have a fight to know where you're really headed to. But by the end of the day, it's not going to solve your problems. So I was looking for more ways to go and help the couples I was dealing with. I knew I didn't want to go back to school. Like I said, I hated school, um, but I wanted something else. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to like keep my eyes open, see what happens. And if I come across anything interesting, then I'll learn more about it. Then sometime later, I had this lady who was looking for a place to stay for the weekend and she ended up staying by my house and she was, she does this thing. She does this sort of coaching and she's like, telling me about it. She's like, yeah, you write with your non-dominant hand and then you get the answer that you're looking for. And I was like, that's way too cool. I like this thing. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I need to go learn out more about this. So I went to her house. She does, like, if you live far away from her, then she could do it over Zoom. But I was like, no, I'm doing this in person. I drove two hours each way just to go and do this. And I was like, literally from the first session, I sat there writing, doing, we do also like art things because getting in the creative mind, doing all sorts of things. And my whole life just like came together, understanding why I was doing different things, what I could be doing to just be more productive, to grow my business, all sorts of things just came out in that first session. And I knew it was like, okay, this is just so cool. I love this. And then a little while later, I went to get trained. So yeah. Wow. So it was actually training on this. Yes. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I understand this because I know my listeners probably going, I'd never heard of this before. So we want to sit down and we want to brainstorm something, a uh, blog post, podcast, doesn't matter what it is. You're saying we should start with the non-dominating hand, which forces our brain to really focus. Because obviously, if I started running with my left hand, I I, I can't be thinking about other things. I got to focus. And you're saying because of that, I get direct access to the creative side of my brain. Exactly. Exactly. And when you're doing it the first time, like I said, don't worry about what it looks like. Don't worry about how many papers you're going to need to use because you'll either write really small or really big usually. Don't worry about any of it. Just go and do it. And if you want to get even more fun and more creative, use markers or crayons and just go for it. And then afterwards, when you finish, you'll rewrite it with your dominant hand or type it up so you could have that blog post. Well, I am I am so amazed right now. I am, If you could see my face, I'm like blown away because we've all had those times where you're like, you're looking for the right word, you're looking for the right sentence, you're looking for the concept, you're like, man, why isn't it coming? And you're saying it's right in front of us. Just put the put the pen in the other hand and start writing. And uh, I, I, I'm just blown away. This sounds incredible because I'm always looking for life hacks and I've never heard of this one before. Well, I did on our pre-call, but you know, before then I never heard of it before. So is there like a lot of people that is there like a big movement trying to get people to tap into our creative side of our mind by doing this? 
You're serious about your online business. I am too. That's why I proudly host my website on Kajabi. It's everything you need all rolled into one platform. For more information and to try Kajabi free for 14 days, go to the link in the show notes or go to markstuchowski.com forward slash Kajabi. That's Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. So truth to be told, the people that run this, um, Dr. Lucia Capicchioni, um, like she took a lot of research and put it all together into like a whole method. Don't really do such a good job marketing about it, unfortunately, because I think so many people are out there like that could benefit from it so, so much. And they're trying now, actually after COVID, when that hit, like they realized like most people, we have to move things more online. We have to go and get it out there more. So hopefully it will get out more, but that's why people like me, try to get on podcasts and just let people know about it because it's so easy to do. I mean, I shouldn't say it's easy because you might be doing it and a lot of emotions will come up and it might feel like hard, but it's not like a complicating method with many steps and many things that you have to do. So I think literally anyone can try it and just gain something out of it. And here's the thing. It doesn't cost you any money. I mean, you cost you ink. It's like when I learned about grounding or also known as earthling a couple, about a month ago. And all that means you go outside in your bare feet. That's it. There's no drugs to take. You just go outside in your bare foot. And using your non-dominating hand, it's just you already have another hand. So just put the pen or whatever you're using to write with in your other hand. It's right there. You have already have another hand to use. And so there's no excuse. You don't have to go buy a special pen or special paper or take a course. You gave us the secret. And I, w- I would challenge the listener within the next 24 hours, because um, I don't know when you're listening to this episode, is go do that. Just get a piece of paper. Don't do anything fancy. And just start writing. Because I'm going to do it. Start writing my non don any hand because I got some things I've been I've been blocked on and I want to try this and uh, I'm going to put it to the test. I'm going to put it to the test, ST, and see what happens. Let's see what happens. You'll have to tell me. There's a few things if you want I could tell you to help you get started in case you're like I can't do this. Would you want that? Absolutely. Okay. So first of all, for people who are going to do this in the next 24 hours, you guys are awesome and action takers. But if you feel like I don't even know what to write, start by just writing your name because that you know so well how to write and you'll see it is so different. Another great thing is that when you're really high in emotion, really angry or very frustrated, most people do one of two things. They either yell and let it out on people around them in not such a nice way or they bottle it up inside and then it explodes. Now, both of those are not good because emotions need to come out of you, but in a great, in like a healthy way so no one else gets harmed from it. So a great way to do that is to just scribble with your non-dominant hand. Yeah, literally, you're going back and acting like a two-year-old and you're scribbling (laughs) and all that emotion will come straight out because that's the side of the brain, that's the part of your body that's in charge of emotion. It just comes right onto the paper. Another really good thing you could do is if you have a challenge, something, a decision you have to make, you're not sure what to do about something, you could start by drawing a picture with your non-dominant hand of your situation. So let's say you want to know if you should move or not. So draw a picture of the house. And then, remember, it doesn't have to look pretty. It's just the process of it. It could be a stick figure if you want. And then you're going to ask questions to the picture, which is really the situation. 
using both hands, both parts of your brain. Okay. So questions, thinking logically will go with your dominant hand. Answers without thinking will go in your not with your non-dominant hand. So I'll give you some questions to start, but you could use whichever questions you have and just ask them away. You could start by asking the picture, who are you? How do you feel? Why do you feel this way? That's a really good one to get to understand why you're feeling about anything. And what can I do to help you to move along from it and not get stuck in it? And then continue. If you get an answer and there's more questions, continue. Question, answer, question, answer. Write what you're thinking and you'll get your answer through that. Now, when you're talking there, I wrote my name, first and last name, with my non-dominating hand. So we'll see if the last couple minutes of this podcast episode is better than the first the first part. I can actually read my writing. It's amazing. I, I can't believe I can read my writing. So I don't know that, what that it says feel? about me. <laughs> it felt kind of weird because, you know, I... I'm like, well, I, I can actually do that. I mean, I it doesn't look, it looks like a two-year-old wrote it, but uh, I can actually tell what the words, the letters say. So I'm definitely going to put this into practice, uh, ST. I really am because we all get those blockages. Everyone gets those blockages. And this is a tool that we can use to get unblocked. And I love the part about asking questions because you're using both sides of your brain. And most people, to your point, only use the one side. So let's use the whole cranium we have sitting on top of our bodies uh, to its utmost power because that's what it's there for. Yes, exactly. And tap into the potential that is there. Love it. So tell us about your photography business. What got you into photography? And did you get the bug when you were a young, a young girl or did it come on later in life? Yes. Unlike you, I had it from when I was little and I do see the world till today through a camera my entire life. I could be driving. I'm like, that's such a pretty picture. But I can't really take a picture while I'm driving. Um, yes. Yeah, so I've been doing photography for really long. I got paid for it probably since I was like 12. Uh, and I, like I said, in college, I went to the studio. I do now I do actually mostly outdoors because I do it with couples in their natural state of what they are. So today I mix together this coaching together with the with the photo shoots. So we first do some sort a few sessions writing, doing different exercises because we do a lot of art also. So it's like clay and collages and all those sort of things of what they want in their relationship. Then we take up pictures outside. They're acting natural. I don't pose people. Tell them, you pretend I'm not here. Go and have fun. And I am going to take pictures. And then they choose their favorite ones. And what we do is afterwards, we journal. We ask questions to the pictures that we just took. So that way they could get the answers of what they could do for their relationship directly from the pictures and their writings. Wow. That That's amazing. You know, I love the fact that now our smartphones have awesome cameras. And the one problem I have is I go running every day. I go running before the sun comes up, but I don't bring my phone. I have a, I have a cellular Apple watch and I see the most gorgeous sunrises, but I'm running and I don't want to stop when I'm in my run and take a picture, but I, you could, you don't always have to take picture. That's the thing. You can actually be present and enjoy the moment. When I see people always taking pictures and I'm like, that's great to take a picture, but you're not in the moment, like if this happens every time I go to a concert, people are taking pictures of the concert, but they're not 
they're not in the concert. They're they're worried about capturing the concert so they can watch it later. But you're gonna be watching on this little dinky screen. Why aren't you in the moment? Why aren't you fully present? So I think there's definitely a time to be present, and there's a time to take pictures, and there's a time for both. But uh, like I said, I I don't stress out on missing a lot of good sunsets because I'm out running, but I can still enjoy the sun without having to take the picture. Exactly that. To your point, when I go traveling, I absolutely love traveling, which unfortunately I haven't been able to do for a while now. But when I'm, I'm not saying I don't take any pictures, but majority of the time I don't bring my camera. First of all, so that way I can only take pictures on my phone. Which for me, it's awesome camera, but it's not the same as a it's it's not the same as a real camera. Right. Um, and I don't take many pictures. I like enjoy it while I'm there, and then those few pictures afterwards are there just as a reminder and you have those memories there are way stronger you could afterwards talk about them and remember details and emotions and feelings so much greater yeah and one of the things i regret is because my mom has got alzheimer's she's a three-year-old trapped in 76 year old body i wish i had more video of my mom because my mom's gone mentally she's gone and i only have a very few videos of her and i encourage people when you're taking pictures Switch over to video and take some videos, especially because no one lives forever. And I, two years ago, my mom didn't have Alzheimer's and she was normal. And I have a lot of pictures of her, but I don't have a lot of video of her talking and all that stuff. So don't be afraid to shoot some video on your, on your phone too, because video is precious. And one of the things that the iPhone has, I like is called live photo, which means it takes a a second and a half before and after the picture. So it's kind of like a three second video, which is kind of nice. I got some of those for people in my life who passed away, which is kind of nice because you get to hear their voice. And so, but take pictures for memories, but also don't forget to live in the moment because it's really important that you live in the here and now because once you, this minute moment passes, it's gone forever. You can never go back in time. There are no time machines. And so make sure you're enjoying life every moment of life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Those little videos of like, it's really cool. Like sometimes I do them of people like getting into position. It's just funny. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. So now what is your uh, podcast about? podcast is about relationships, about marriage. So what I do is I interview all sorts of people, either marriage experts or people that have extraordinary relationships and literally just pick their brains, trying to figure out what exactly can a person do to go and have an extraordinary relationship. Wow. that That's fascinating. My mom and dad have been married 57 years and you know, I, I Judge Judy has the saying, uh, beauty fades and dumb is forever. And you can marry the hottest, gorgeous, prettiest person in the world. They're not going to stay that way when they're 95 years old. It's not going to happen. So you better fall in love with someone's heart and their head and not their face because that all that stuff, is good. you're going to get wrinkles. It's part of life. Unless you do something horrific like Kenny Rogers did, uh, Mr. Plastic Surgery Man. Oh, my goodness. I saw him like after like several plastic surgeries, he didn't look anything like himself. It's like, dude, it's Nate. It's natural. You, you, you get old, you get wrinkles, you get gray hair. That's part of the process. And these people who are cheating it and they're trying to look like they're 20 when they're 55 years old. Uh, my personal opinion, I, I just, I, I, I don't understand it. I just, just let it happen. It's going to happen anyways. Cause now you're more Botox and plastic than you are a human being in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah. And that's why you wanna, it's not only just like, because when you get old, it's even when you start your relationship in the beginning, you want to just love their heart and for who they are now, because by the end of the day, when, no matter how much you love them, they are going to do something that's going to annoy you, that's going to yes. bother you, that's going to hurt you. But if you love them just for who you they are, you could understand that much better. You could realize they're not trying to hurt you. Something happened. Let's try to figure this out. Yeah. And we're all humans. Okay. We're not robots. Humans do stupid things. And that's just the way it is. Ever, there's not a single person that lives on this planet today that hasn't done something stupid to their significant other, their spouse, whatever the case may be, your friend, your relatives. We all do dumb things. And we go, oh, why did I do that? Uh, if we even say we even do that. So just just take a breath and realize people are not out to get you. So final question as to you is where can we go to find out more about you? Because what you talked about on the show today was utterly fascinating. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so you could go to Life Picks Relationships podcast to hear the podcast and you could go to lifepicksrelationships.as.me and I'd love to speak to you there. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show today, for sharing with us the power of writing with our non-dominating hand. And please, listener, if you do this, and I know you will because I have confidence in my listeners, reach out to ST and said, hey, I tried it and it worked. And this is what I found out because I know she wants to hear from you because she told you she wanted to hear from you. So ST, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Mark. This was awesome. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Find out how I can coach you for less than a dollar a day. No joke. And also, you can get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.